Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Sandel and today I want to share with you somebody who is just an amazing dating and relationship expert who's helping high achieving women, professionals and entrepreneurs to attract their dream man and create a deep, intimate and deeply connected relationship. Honestly, she is amazing at what she does. She really knows what she's talking about and she actually helped me a lot with my own understanding of a previous relationship and realizing that I actually deserve a high value man and we all deserve a high value man. We have to understand that we can be intelligent, we can be smart, we can be sexy, we can be everything we want to be and we don't have to dim our light anymore. We can attract the man of our dreams. Sammy, I'm so grateful to have you in the show and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, bless you. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've seen you on social media. I've followed some of your work. Um, and I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I would just love to tell the listeners what your life was like before you became a internationally recognized dating and relationship expert. Yes. Yeah, so I think um, I'm going to speak about this in two parts. One is my professional life before being a love coach and then my own love life be- before I became a love coach. So professionally, I'm a trained economist from India's top college, a gold medalist, have always been a high achiever. I'm a go-getter. I know what I want and I go for it and I'm not ashamed of it. I think um, the women of today have worked so hard to be where we are and the opportunities we have. And so I've always been the kind of person who has said that, you know, I want to have an amazing private life. I want to have an amazing relationship, but not at the cost of having to be less ambitious or not at the cost of, you know, dumbing down or playing small or dimming my light or being anything lesser than what I am. So I've always been that woman, you know, who's, you know, A grades, and I was awarded a full scholarship for my master's in public policy. That's what brought me to Germany in Berlin, which is where my real dating scene started. So in India, I was like more like the nerd, you know, (laughs) head buried in the books, glasses on, you know, you know, the intelligent woman who couldn't be bothered about men. I mean, of course, even in Delhi University, I was observing the dating dynamics and I was like, wow, how is it that some of these women have it so easy with men? Mm-hmm. But some of, some of us, you know, we just never get the attention. We never get to be the chosen one. We never get to be the one that is pursued. And it's happening so easily for these other women. But let's say back in Delhi, okay, I observed this, but I wasn't ready to sort of dive deeper and look at those dynamics um, in more detail. But when I came to Germany, I think this is where I was like, okay, Sammy, you know, for your age, you've really made it. You know, I had a couple of offers from top development organizations. Um, I was working for the International Labor Organization in Geneva, and I was working as a consultant for the GIZ, which is the German Development um, organization. And so I knew I was making it, you know, like at 21, 22, like I was making thousands already as a monthly salary. 
And yet my love life somehow would just not take off. And Mm. I was the typical, you know, I would say on paper, the perfect girl. Like I was reasonably good looking. I was hardworking. I was not like your sarcastic ice bitch. I was, I was actually a very, (laughs) I still am a very warm person that was very kind and giving to men. And so I just wouldn't understand why man after man after man after man would keep fizzling out on me, ghosting on me, not feeling it for me. And the only reasonable explanation I could find was that they're intimidated by me. They're intimidated Mm -hmm. by my brains and success. And if I was ever to have the dream of having it all, an, an amazing career and an amazing love life, it seemed as though I would have to dumb down or play small because my experience back then told me or at least my belief system was that things were not working out for me because I was smart because I was intelligent because I had an opinion and because I didn't want to dumb down or play small now long story short today I am not an economist anymore I mean of (laughs) course I still have my education but I ditched that career and it was a complete surprise and shock to my family they all expected me to be working for the Deutsche Bank in Germany instead of like (laughs) becoming a love coach for God's sake what's that you know who does that what is that (laughs) career did we invest all this money in your degrees in education so that you become a love coach like what's a love coach how do we tell this to your aunties um And I was like, no, that's what I'm doing. And that transformation, that career transformation, that career transition happened because there came a man in my life that I thought was the one where it was okay to be smart. It was okay to be successful. It was okay to have an opinion. The connection was amazing. And yet like two months down the line, it went downhill and he started to withdraw. And before I knew he was gone and I remember texting him and saying, hey, you know, is everything okay? And just getting a message back, like within 30 seconds saying, you know, you're an amazing girl, but I don't think I can give you what you're looking for. And I believe that moment in my life like I still have it etched in my memory how bad it felt and how humiliating it felt and it felt like somebody had just stabbed me in my stomach and like extracted my self-respect and self-esteem and just like there was nothing left in me and I felt like I couldn't stand up on my feet I felt like I couldn't breathe you know like there was the little girl was really active and you know she felt like wow like like wow, look how men treat you. You must really not be worth it. And that's when I I remember waking up the next day in my apartment in Berlin and saying, no, you know, you're a girl who's worth it and you're a girl who's got it and you need to figure out where you're going wrong and why these experiences keep repeating for you. It can't just be about your brains and success. There are so many women with brains and success who have flourishing relationships. So you've got to figure out where you're going wrong and figure it out I did. I'm a nerd, whatever I decide to master, <laughs> I master it. And I mastered it in my own life. I rotational dated, started to attract really high quality men and met Chris, my husband of 10 years now. And he proposed within nine months of, you wow. know, together. And um, he's the man who would literally carry me like a flower on his hands and, you know, celebrates my success. I never have to dim my light around him. 
and we have two beautiful boys. And, you know, I would say touch wood, I am living the dream because I am also running a multi seven figure per year empire, you know, serving women and helping them to have it all and helping them to see how I have what I have. And we're doing such a terrific job. We have like just incredible number of client results, 900 plus success stories, and just the numbers keep increasing. And I want women to know they can have it all. They truly can. And it starts with the belief system of, you know, curiosity. It starts with asking yourself, you know, where is this going wrong for me? And how can I, you know, learn the skills to do it in a way that is going to actually empower me in my love life, the way I feel empowered in my career or in my business. Wow. What an amazing journey you've been on. And oh my God, I can, a lot of things you were saying, I can relate to like, yeah, growing up, it was that whole be, you know, read books, ignore boys. Then it's like, oh, let's find a boy, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, how do I date? I don't know how to date. And so I grew up in, in the UK and I grew up in a very predominantly white area. So for me, it was very confusing. Like I had this kind of like cultural crisis, like why do boys not like me? Is it the way I look? And I had all these like fears in my head. And then later down the line, I, I used to be a journalist, by the way. So I, I when I was working in the journalism world, I was very like, alpha female, like I'd scare men away <laughs> just because I was scared to let them in back then and so I, I totally understand with what you're saying like as you soften and allow yourself to receive the right person will come in and the right guy will come in and just make you feel heard and understood and yeah the, the get it'll be the guy of your dreams that will make you feel like there is nothing wrong with you and I think I felt the same like I grew up thinking like I I wasn't worthy of it but then later on I was like no I'm worthy of a high value man like I am fucking amazing like what the hell are you thinking girls but I just want to say like I'm proud of you for realizing that because I feel a lot of women sometimes reduce their standards because of what society has told us as women and what we should go for whereas actually if we keep our, our standards higher we can we can have it all like you said and I want to go to something that I read about you actually about rotational dating can you tell us why it's so important yes absolutely so I rotationally dated all the way to the ring which means that I did not lock down my options before my husband said to me you're the one forever not just the one for now. And I teach my clients to rotational date. Not everybody has to rotational date all the way to the ring. Uh, you can rotational date uh, up to your level of comfort uh, or discomfort. And um, I definitely recommend all single women to rotational date, at least at the start um, in early dating. And what that looks like is just seeing more than one man at the same time and just having a menu of options. That's what it looks like. It's really simple. It's really dignified. Rotational dating is not rotational sleeping. And the argument or the logic behind rotational dating is that usually what happens is, let's say you meet a good guy um, and by day three or four, it's feeling good. And what's going to happen is he's going to try and lock you down. He's going to say, will you be my girlfriend? Now, this happened to me a couple of times. And then I very, I felt very foolish at the end of it because 
what it sounds like is like, oh my God, he's offering me to be his girlfriend. Like, wow. And girlfriend is the pathway to wife and I'm winning and I'm going to say yes. And all my girlfriends are going to giggle with me and tease me and say, well, she's taken only to find that what why men are offering women that is so that they have a legitimate reason to sleep with you without you or them having to give an explanation to anybody. And you can just say we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And so my experience, what I've seen now for a decade of, you know, being a relationship coach and doing this work with thousands of women that I've supported by now, what I have found is that this is actually a policy that makes women lose and men win mm. this whole boyfriend girlfriend especially the quick exclusivity thing you know where you lock down all your options stop seeing anybody else because you like this one boy that lives next door and you've not even seen the world you've not even seen what other options are out there and so you start having sex and you start to live together play boyfriend girlfriend women tend to play wife you know without really having the recognition that a wife has in society and what you find one year down the line two years down the line three years down the line sometimes 10 years down the line very painfully is that it was all you were always the one for now you were never the one forever and you were being test driven for the forever spot, but you didn't qualify for it. Mm -hmm. Now, this is really painful. And so we, my team and I inside Elevate, which is our signature, you know, soulmate attraction program for smart, successful women looking to bring in the man, bring in the king, bring in the empowered masculine in record time, because we're really good at what we do. What we tell our clients is that take your time in early dating. Do not lock down your options so quickly. Men are going to want to lock you down quickly, but you say no to that. You take it slow because you need to evaluate really, is this person, um, you know, just wanting to sleep with me because they're attracted to me and they just want to lock me down and they have no serious intention here? Or you know, can I trust them? Are they making a true effort? You know, is this something that they're really seeking through their intention, their action? And you can only evaluate something like that over time. You can't evaluate it on date one, two, three, four, five, six. Like you just need more time to evaluate if this relationship has true potential. So that's what rotational dating is. Every single woman should be rotational dating at the beginning. And if you're not doing that, or if you get icky feelings about it, you need to join Elevate. You need to challenge yourself. You need to ask yourself, why is it something that is so empowering for me and helps me move towards my love goals so much faster, mm -hmm. bringing up all this resistance in my body? And you need to look at that because I think rotational dating is a form of self-love. If you love yourself enough, you want the shortest path to your success. And this is the shortest path to your success in love. You know what? That makes so much sense because I, again, I relate with what you're saying because I, my previous partner, he was like, he wanted to lock me down quickly. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Looking back now, I'm like, no, I should have gone for more options and allowed myself because yeah, it was just going with the flow, not versus, okay, I want to be a wife in the future. And I've now realized that. And it's taken me a while to understand that actually it was never going to go down that route. And I had to accept that, which is very hard when you're going through that in that moment. However, it's so true with what you're saying 
yeah I can see it now like your rotational day then you know it makes your life easier you actually are in control of it and you decide who is a better fit for you so I want to talk about another bit about what you've mentioned before and it's about um polar opposites because there's so many high value women out there like all of us where we feel like we need to lead in the relationship so can you tell us a, a bit more about it Oh my God, no. High value women, you need to chill in the relationship. You don't need to lead the relationship. So I think what you're talking about is polarity and what romantic relationships, how romantic relationships are different from your other relationships with your peers, with your colleagues, with your friendships, is that romantic relationships need to have sexual tension and sexual attraction. Otherwise, they would not qualify as a romantic relationship. Now, for this sexual spark to exist between a man and a woman, you need the presence of polar opposite energies, which means one person has to dominantly carry the feminine, one person has to dominantly carry the masculine. Now, if that's missing, polarity is missing. And when polarity is missing, what you have is a friendship equation, not a spark equation. So if you want the spark, if you, which I believe women want, you know, I work with, you know, seven figure, multi seven figure CEOs, six figure business owners, doctors, teachers, you know, these are really smart women like you. And, you know, they have achieved so much in their life with their masculine energy, the doing, going for it, go getter energy. But in their love life, if you bring that masculine energy, if you bring that go getter energy in your love life, if you lead in your relationships in your love life, you're going to attract lazy, passive, predominantly more in their feminine men. And it's so interesting because if you're not dating intentionally, this can happen so subconsciously because my client is used to being the doer, the giver, the go getter the being the woman in control. And if she's not very intentional about switching off that masculine energy before she shows up on a date or before she shows up around a guy at a party or a man that she likes, that subconscious flow in the masculine will continue. And it's going to push away empowered masculine men. So exactly the kind of man you want is not going to feel attraction towards you when you're in that energy. And the kind of man you don't necessarily want, the kind of man who is like, you know, more in his feminine and more like waits on you to call him, waits on you to text him, waits on you to sort of say, yes, I like you. Come on, let's do something. Um, that kind of man is the man who's going to be more attracted to your energy. And he's just going to be sort of a vibrational pull in into, you know, based on polarity. And then what happens is in Elevate, we call this man the kite man, okay? So in Elevate, we say, you know, you have the captains who are like on the ship and they're like really like in control and in charge and you're the lady on the ship and he's like mm -hmm. driving the boat forward. And then you have the kite men, you know, these are the men that embody more feminine energy and they're wonderful to be around. Like, they're such a pleasure, you know. They'll listen to you. They'll cuddle you. They'll like, you know, you'll have great connection with them. You can fly kites with them on the beach. <laughs> but then when you go back home, you always feel like this. Okay, so what's next? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, is he going to ask me out? Like, is he going to call me? Is he going to text me? 
and then nothing happens. And so the kite man is basically not having enough empowered masculine energy. And he's always going to make you feel like da-da in the doldrums. And he's going to activate your masculine energy because the gap he leaves through his inaction will instigate your action and your masculine energy. Whereas the captain is always going to be so present and so there. Um, and he's going to just fill all the space that you leave with his masculine energy. You will never have to say, does he like me? Is he interested? Like, is he going to ask me out? Because he's always going to be there. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is firstly, you know, understanding polarity so that you can intentionally attract the kind of man you want to attract. And secondly, doing the inner work so you can receive the captain many women just can't receive the captain um the ones we work with inside elevate you know we in module i think it's module three or four of elevate where we talk about like releasing intimacy fears and letting go of the need to control so that you can actually be driven around in that boat by somebody else and you don't have to like put on your cap and like beyond <laughs> yourself in order for you to feel safe on the boat you know so this is really inner work there is no other way around it and I have a lot of compassion for my clients by the way you know when I speak about these experiences um every single step of my process so I have a trademark love success framework, which is a six step process, which we take you through inside Elevate, like every step like prepares you for attracting the empowered masculine man. And the process was born from my own lived experience. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember this one time, it's not just about attracting a great guy. It's also about being able to sustain that love and sustain that passion. I remember when Chris um, and I got engaged and we started living together after engagement, this moment in the Berlin apartment where I went into the bathroom, I locked it and I sat in my bathtub and I switched on, uh, put on the taps in the bathtub so that the noise would be really loud. And then I just howled, like I just cried my tears off. And the reason was because he had appreciated something about me that I did not like about myself. And so I just went into the bathtub to cry out because in that moment, I just wanted to reject him with all my might. I just wanted to call him names and say, you're stupid. What is it that you see good in me? I don't get it. How can you like the flab on my belly? And how can you like that? You know, I, you, how can you, how can you like this? Like, how can you love this? And, um, because by then I was so self-aware and I was doing the work, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I knew this was uh, uh, this was my wounds coming up to heal in the presence of his love because he oh. saw magic that I could not see in that moment, you know, and I had to train myself to receive the magic versus reject it, judge it, call it names and push it away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everything I'm saying I'm talking about my client experience has been first-handedly experienced by me. And that's why I can speak about it with so much passion. You know, it's amazing. It's, it's so true. When you've done the inner work, it's so much easier to help others because you know the experiences they've been through. And, you know, I, I get it as well with the work that I do. I do trauma work, so I get it. And had I not gone through those experiences, I won't be able to help my clients now. So I really understand what you're saying. And yeah, just hearing your story, it just shows that we as women, we have so much like we need to allow ourselves to receive. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing from you. Allow ourselves to receive, sit back. We don't need to control everything. Let them be the captain and just sit there and enjoy it all. <laughs> um, I want to ask you another question about 
why is it that women I don't know how to put it into words actually like is it harder to date now because of how the dating world has changed since say 10-15 years ago I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) my clients are getting married and having babies left right center I think it's a belief system. I think we live in a society with media that, you know, feeds a lot on our fears and instigating fear and instigating negative emotion. Um, Of course, there is much more many dating apps now. Of course, there are far more choices now. But if you know how to adapt and you know how to play the game at a mindset level, you know, there is only one of you and you're irreplaceable and there is no competition for the person who is meant to be a vibrational match for you. I don't think anything that's happening in the outside world is ever that relevant as what is happening in the inside. Nice. And what are your five top tips for someone who wants to find the man of their dreams, but they don't know where to start? Yeah, I think don't know where to start. Um, Number one, take action and hire a coach. Like, really, I think when I look at the world of, you know, especially the kind of woman I work with, she always has a personal trainer for her health and exercise. She has, um, you know, a nutritionist. She has an executive coach. She has a business and career coach. But when it comes to her love life, that is like something where I think the emotion of shame shows up a lot. This is not the place where she's going to allow herself to receive support because somehow she has decided that she needs to figure this out on her own. And so ask for help. I think in any area of your life where you're struggling, ask for help. It is the smartest and the fastest way to get the results that you desire. So ask for help. I think tip number two is look at your mindset. Mindset is spoken about so much and it's almost become like this buzzword that nobody takes seriously anymore. Like you hear it all the time and you're like, yeah, my mindset is good. Like, tell me what else to do. But really, I invite you to look at your mindset. I invite you to look at all the negative beliefs and feelings that are still floating in your body around love, around men, around dating and understand that this is actually you standing in your own way like you need to do the work to release this stuff that's why it's called inner work right you need to release this negativity in order to make space for the good stuff to come into your life and you need to be a vibrational match for love and joy but if you're vibrating pain if you're vibrating skepticism if you're vibrating cynicism if you're vibrating you know, uh, lack of love for men, if men are the problem, or if all men cheat, all men are just after sex, or dating is hard, dating is horrible, then you are a vibrational match for more of the same experience. And so this is like the, the most basic of laws. And yet the law that I think gets most ignored, which is what am I a vibrational match for right now? And for a lot of the single women who are feeling overwhelmed, I always ask them, what is the wound? What is the wound? You know, why are you feeling the way you're feeling? And you have to pin it down. It's different for everybody. So I cannot like, you know, dole out a magic pill as much as I would like to, you know, for some of us dating makes us dating feels personal. Like it's, we end up feeling not good enough. For some of us, it's like my body's not good enough. So I'm going to get rejected. For some others, it's like just pure fear of rejection. Like if he doesn't choose me and I like him, oh my God, that's hell. 
um, for some others, it's like, um, you know, it's never worked out. It's probably never going to work out. So why bother? So like everybody has like a different coping, a different wound, wound and a different coping mechanism going on. But we need to look at what that negative emotion is, where it's originating from, release it so that we can move forward and create a new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like really important in terms of mindset because we look for evidence of whatever our belief systems are. And subconsciously, if the belief system is that all men cheat, all men are liars, or as it was in my case, all men are intimidated by my brains and success, then you look at your life experience and your dating experiences with that lens, through that lens. And this is when all your beliefs get confirmed. And so if you're going to go in with beliefs that are not serving you, with your wound perspective, with your negative perspective, you cannot come out with anything good from dating. Mm. And I think the third tip would be to educate yourself on polarity and masculine and feminine energies It's been game changing for me, not just to attract my amazing husband, but also like, I remember when the business was growing from six figures to multi six figures to seven figures to multi seven figures, every step of the way, I had my old belief come back whenever Chris and I would argue or whenever, you know, we would have a tough moment in the marriage, my brain would go back to, oh, so now my success is a problem. Oh, so now my money is a problem. But it was never my success and it was never my money. It was always something else that was going on in the relationship. It was either a lack of communication skills or a lack of management of emotional triggers or a lack of you know clarity around what our needs were and why we couldn't meet each other at that level at which we desired to be met. But if you have this belief that you know your success is a problem, you will never be able to visit these other things, because you will always make success your problem, right? And so every single time in my 10-year marriage experience, you know, marriage journey, whenever I felt like my relationship was feeling shaky, or we were having a hard phase, I always returned to polarity. I always, it's like that anchor, like if your boat is sinking, what do you hold on to, you know? And I think, Feminine energy has been that lifesaver for me. In my single days, it was the game changer. And in my marriage, it has been the lifesaver. So when I can't see clearly and all the water is going up my nose and my mouth and I can't swim, (laughs) no, the one anchor I can come back to is to being in my feminine and being in my body. And it has worked every single time. Wow. And you got one more tip. (laughs) Yeah. So one more tip would be, you know, look at your boundaries and your ability to advocate for yourself in your relationships, because this is also one of the steps of the love success framework in Elevate. So like, I believe what I have in the love coaching industry is so comprehensive and so holistic because it's not just mindset or feminine energy. It's not just feminine energy or boundaries. It's not intimacy fears alone. It's not it's not any of that alone. It's all together because you need all of these pillars, so to speak, in order to, you know, create, attract and create healthy relationships. And so speaking up for yourself and your ability to advocate for your needs and ask for what you want is a very critical skill for any diva to learn who's single. 
because so often what happens is that we expect men to be mind readers and when men cannot play the mind reader, we get upset with them or we think that they don't care or we think that, you know, this is an unhealthy relationship because my needs are not being met. But actually, the only unhealthy thing in most relationships is that people are not openly asking for what they want and what they need. And they're placing this silent burden on the man they're dating, the man they're seeing, um, to sort of somehow read their mind. So I remember this client from Elevate, you know, she was like, oh my God, it's date number five. And he still not asked me um, if um, if he can pick me up for the date and he lives not so far away, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I was really hoping that, you know, this man would just ask me um, to that he can pick me up, but he never offers that. And I think he's not very generous with his time and with his efforts. So maybe he doesn't want to. And, you know, we literally... I literally went into the Facebook group group and I was like, hey, did you ask him? She was like, oh, but that would be really masculine. I was like, no, that's not masculine. That's you requesting respectfully for a need and then observing if it is met or not. And she just goes like, hey, do you mind picking me up? And he's like, of course, you know, why not? You know, I just wasn't sure if you want, you know, sometimes women don't, you know, want us to see their homes. And, you know, like I was just trying to respect your privacy. And so it's so interesting how we Mm. can give all these negative connotations to situations instead of taking responsibility to show up as empowered ourselves and ask for what we want versus make conclusions and assumptions about the other person. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Thank you so much for those. Um, yeah, it's so interesting how we have all these stories in our head when actually if we just ask, we will receive. <laughs> it's so simple. Um, what are you most grateful for? I'm most grateful for my husband's love and my two beautiful boys. I think uh, very early on in life, I understood that no matter what was in my bank account and no matter how many uh, features I had in Forbes magazine and Time magazine and BBC calling me the get the ring coach, you know, at the end of the day, those accolades and that money doesn't hug you at night and it's not there to hold your hand when you're sick. And I have just... At a very young age, I had first understood that a career alone wasn't enough. I needed to focus on my love life. I was just 21 or 22 years old back then. And I was somehow like an old soul in a young body that knew what mattered. And so I very, very early on paid attention to that. And till today, I think this foundational wisdom has not left me that, you know, it's nice to have my success. It's nice to have the money I have. It's nice to have the success I have, but I wouldn't exchange it for ever for the love I have in my personal life and my family, because I think that's what really stands by you when you don't have any of this shiny, shiny objects. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) And what shines your inner light? What shines my inner light is my ability to feel safe to 100% um, be who I am and express my truth without having the fear of being judged. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I just want to say thank you as well, because I think you had, I think it was a three-day event or something, I think back in February, and I actually watched it and it actually helped me to walk away from my relationship. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it made me realize that it wasn't what I wanted. And so I I left and I, I decided to just 
be true to myself. So thank you so much for the work that you do. It taught me so much. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know this. Like, how did I not learn this? I've done so much work on myself, but the whole polarity thing that made me go, that makes sense now because I was too much in the the captain, I guess, the ship. So thank you for, for doing what you do. And it's helping so many women change their lives. Oh, thank you. That is so delightful for me to hear. I receive it. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Sammy. It's just fascinating talking about polarity and rotational dating. Now, rotational dating is not normally advised to, to women. I've, I've seen men do it all the time and women have always felt like, oh, why are they doing that to me? But actually, there's so much power in rotational dating and finding what you truly want and, and that person wanting you back. Now, unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. With love and patience, nothing is impossible. That's a quote by Desaku Akida. Take care, my sisters. Bye. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at girdshandle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.